I was looking at the cast because I was surprised that anyone is named Anson nowadays after our most Anson. famous, our previous most famous Anson, Anson Williams. Potsy the one of, Anson, the only Anson days. that yes. we used to have. We used to only have one Anson. Now we have two. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, our 17 listeners named Anson are like, hey. hey. <laughs> famous Ansons. We're talking it's famous. Hey. Yeah, that's not a terribly common name. However, the next Star Trek show coming down the pike is... Ha ha, what? It's a podcast with a gold shirt and a blue shirt and a red shirt. Oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no. I'm Every- the red shirt, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe. if you want to be. <laughs> I don't. It's a podcast. Oh, I already said that. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Getting ready to trek it up, sounds like. Going on a trek? Who are we going to trek it up with? We're going to trek it up with this guy. Welcome back, Michael. How we doing? It's good to be back in the official Nerdburger Zoom room. Zoom room. <laughs> It is the official because it is my account, and it's mostly what it gets used for. There you go. I miss you guys. I miss seeing all of Mike's crafty stores in the in the studio, and I miss awkwardly hugging Craig when I come around the back of his chair. <laughs> yeah. I miss rubs, all those things. He rubs up against me. Well, Craig it likes not, hugs. It is, it is not an I, accident. I do. Every shirt is a hugging shirt. That's right. <laughs> I remember the hugging shirt. <laughs> He's wearing one right now. You can you can see it. You just can't touch it. That was the Slurm T-shirt you were wearing that day. That's extra hugging for the Slurm because that's an old shirt. That's that shirt's got a lot of hugs. I've I've had that shirt for a long time. It's Um, embedded with uh with many or much hug juice juice. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of love in that shirt. Put it that way. (laughs) I was trying to I was trying to walk that line there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't wash it you'll wash all the love out of it that's true there's so, much, is... <laughs> there's so much love you can stand it up and lean it up against the wall and you can just <laughs> stand, stand it up against the wall like a like a plank saturated with love can you make a wainscot out of it a, wain, a wainscot 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 yeah sure why not get a whole bunch of them um roll them up make Michael? a chair rail <laughs> Um, nobody can see michael's apartment (laughs) you're okay i i I moved last weekend um to a place that has chair rails finally yeah finally i have chair rails again no it i mean and it's it's like it's there's way less closet space and so i've got boxes everywhere and nowhere to put them and i've got and i'm kind of buried in work right now so i don't really have time to unpack either so my life is chaos basically so that's going on. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. 
Um, <laughs> like, for instance, I've got, like, remember we did the episode about those five-foot-tall Stormtrooper and Darth Vader things that my dad bought me for some reason? Yes. Yeah, your little your little uh, electronic light-up remote, or not remote control, but, like, like light-up guardians. Like, 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 like motion motion detector. We yeah. saw photos. They scare, yeah. they, they scare people out of your apartment. Yeah, my last place, I had them hidden in a closet, and now there's no closet to hide them in, so they're back out with me. So on the dining room table. Yeah. <laughs> Do they catch you off guard in the middle of the night? <laughs> You're sleeping, you get up, you, you kind of look around, and you see like a shadow in the corner. And you go, oh, yeah. and you throw a pillow at it like Sammy Peeps. Is that a well, really, already, is that a really that small Darth Vader? I'm already doing that because I've seen a few more insects so far in this apartment yeah. than I would like. I'm like walking around scanning the floors like like waiting for the next one, you know, can't relax. They got uh they got used to uh having the place all to themselves. Yeah. Now they got essentially. this they got this this loud human who's this invader walking around well, talking. Well, this, place, this particular place was vacant for like the last month before I got in here and it's oh, yeah, never having a party. It's ground floor too. So you know, I've been spoiled. My last two places have been in the spot in the building where, like, it's second floor on the side of the building it's on, but then you park on the other side of the building on the same level. You know, sure. you get to be second level, but you park. There's no stairs. You know, I've been super spoiled with that. But now I'm on, like, proper ground floor, so I have to prepare myself for more bugs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. On, so, on the I'm, slab. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> but... Also, it's the middle of July and it's incredibly wet. I did it mostly myself (laughs) because I felt like having all my friends come over and like puff and puff and sweat and breathe hard in enclosed space wasn't the safest thing right now. So I pretty much did it all myself. But at least it's done now. There you go. Yeah. How are you guys doing in all this? Just fine. It's just exactly what it's been for the last. What? Did I see there's NerdBurgerCon coming up? There is. Um, as of the point where this episode comes out, sh- regis- event registration should be open. Awesome. That's what I is this, think is, is going this to filling, Is this filling the void that AndoCon left in our lives? <laughs> it, well, it's filling the void from my home for <laughs> like 100 or 150 people. <laughs> there we go. And in their homes. Um, it's not going to be the same kind of experience because you're not going to be sitting at the table and hanging around with people in the bar afterwards and getting dinner and all that stuff. No, um, no hugging shirts. Uh, no, it'll be all virtual hugs. Send me emojis. <laughs> um, yeah, right now, as of as of right now, and it's it's all RPG kind of based stuff. Um, right. And re- as of right now, the 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 um, the program is 35 games, two panels. There's 20 different game titles. Wow. So 35 games, but there's 20 different types of games. And we assume that Capers is among them? Yes, it is. Um, and there's t- I've got 22 GMs that are doing, that are running games. Wow. As of, as of right now. And if I, if I need to add more, I might, I might you know, scrape up uh, a handful more events. So we'll see what happens. But truth be told, if, if, if these events fill up and nobody really says, hey, why aren't there more events? I'd really like to do this. I'd probably just leave it sit at this because it's been a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like to scrape up like five more events probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. But if like, like if I have to go and try to find 20 more events, I'm like, oh, my God. Right. Because I've been doing a lot of it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got some people volunteered to help out to kind of be help desk during 
the thing so they can help, you know, make sure everything runs smoothly and answer questions and stuff. And I got some help from mm -hmm. a friend to uh, make a web page that looks decent. Um, so, yeah, we got a bunch of events. We're going to do some fundraising. We're going to, some of the events are going to be streamed. There's like, I've got streamer friends of mine that are going to be like running streams where you can watch the game um, and donate and, and do stuff there. It'll be a lot of fun. Sounds awesome. And then when I'm done with it, I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the one and only. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe not. We'll see what happens. It's gonna we'll see how I see how I feel after the fact. Don't think you're right right now, it's, for this particular project. Yeah, right now it's been a lot of work, and um, and I've had the luxury of having the time available because I'm not preparing and going to other conventions. So I've suddenly got like all this surplus time. Um, are, you, once, are you guys both working from home right now? No. Yes. We gotcha. have we have reverted t temporarily back to uh back to working from from home, um, so you, so because you because of the city of Atlanta and they're on again so you off were again. Going in the office for at, at, at one point. Though. I was going in two days a week, two or three gotcha. days a week, gotcha. up from one day a week, and then uh, now no days a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're only supposed to go in if we uh have to in order to do our job gotcha what about you 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 were always working from home weren't you yeah pretty much always um i'm starting to next week i'm starting to go back out in the field for some meetings and stuff so that's that's starting to get back to normal at least um the problem is i've still got a huge mountain of stuff that was that i haven't had to go out and meet people about i've just done it all virtually and one in about a week they're going to start paying me less for it so i really need to get it all done before that <laughs> it's like the the rates are changing back to what they were before so sure i've got some money i'm gonna have to leave on the table if i can't get it all neutralized in the next week so you know what else do i have going on right yeah i have a question for you do, do you do you wear like a regular face mask when you go out or do you take the the bandana off of your your forehead and retie it around around your mouth and nose like go, like a I bandit? Go full, I go full stormtrooper helmet personally. <laughs> <laughs> which, which you you I'm sure you own one. <laughs> he owns a stormtrooper, a sto a snow trooper, a uh, a clone trooper, a scout trooper, and not well, just you know, the helmet got, either. Got, the whole outfit. He got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There you go. Fighter <laughs> pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Your Star Wars uniform days of the week. We're all gonna be in Vader mask before it's over. Just. <sighs> gonna be great. Yay. <laughs> oh man hey do we yeah. want to do some uh viewer mail we have mail sort of listener, listener mail it's going to be one of our regular guests no oh my god it's it's technically a uh a viewer tweet okay and this just came in <laughs> as we were beginning to record um i believe this is listener larry Okay. Not to be confused with listener and guest Larry. 
Um, right. He says, listening to the Scrivener episode, and that sure brought back memories of UO. Thank God for UO assist. Totally legal add-on. I, I had to look it up. No idea what he's talking about. It's a Ultima Online, oh, a no. MMORPG from 1997. One of the originals. And uh, I couldn't find the assist thing other than mentioned in forums. It's not, I didn't see it here on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Anybody else familiar with this? You guys? No? With what, Ultima Online? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. You've heard of it. Have you played yeah, it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, never played it, no. Okay. But it's it's well it's well known historically amongst MMO players. So, Craig, you you remember what Jim was talking about with the scrivening? Yeah. Please remind me and the listeners. <laughs> you had to scriven a bunch. So it's uh, it, it's, if I recall, it was the boring part of the game. Okay. Yeah. 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 Where where are we going with this? I don't know. Because nobody I, has anything to say about Ultima online. I'm like, I, I, I don't have anything for this. You should have this brought segment, this up. This should have this been a pre-production really note. <laughs> Thank you, listener Larry, for informing for us. Reaching out to us and communicating with us so that we know so we're that now real. we know. <laughs> so that we, we know we're real? Yeah. We're not all just... It's not, it's not just the three of us living in a... In a... In a, in a um, like a holodeck kind of situation. I, I'm bringing the Star like Trek we, references in. I feel like if we were, though, it's definitely Mike's program for some reason. I think you and I are definitely the holographic projections. That's the way it seems from here. Mike's the real person. <laughs> yeah. Well, in uh, in an episode of The Next Generation, I believe Moriarty became aware that he was, in fact, not a real person. And that was... That sounds sense. familiar. That's that- he stepped outside the holodeck very briefly, and then he dematerialized. <laughs> um, but he, like, yeah, he 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 figured out that the like. So maybe maybe I'm starting to Moriarty here. I'm starting to question whether or not I'm a real person. Am I just or, a program if, in Mike's life? Well, if I had to pick one of the three of us to be Moriarty, it would definitely be you. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am evil. But but no, not really. Actually, I would never say that. Moriarty would never say that because Moriarty is the hero of his own tale. Um, right. Everything he does, he does for a very good reason. Hey, is that a Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, Sherlock ever, ever coming back? Or did they give up on that because they're too important? <laughs> You're counting on a British show coming back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. In five years. They don't they'll, do they'll do two episodes and then it'll be another seven years. I'm looking forward to uh, Cumberbatch Freeman, like really, really old <laughs> Sherlock, walking around with a with a cane. Well, to be fair, the way production schedules are going with American television, it could be like that here for the next year and a half or so. Imagine what this would be like if it was the mid '80s right now, and you only had three channels, and oh, everything man. shut down. And all you had to watch was repeats of the 70s stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank goodness for the deluge of media that we've seen over the last 15 years. There's so much to fall back on. Absolutely. Even, even with stuff shut down. I'd go you know, back I'm, and watch Sanford and Son over again. <laughs> well, you know, admittedly, I've been watching Next Generation again. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You know, yeah. I've been... um. 
I started seeing somebody right at the beginning, like right as, as soon as the plague started. And she's not, she's not from around here. Um, she's from another country. And she's seen like almost no movies or television. So I've been getting to go back and like watch like classic stuff with her. Like she's never seen The Office. She's never seen like Independence Day. She's never seen like movies that kind of everybody's seen, you know? So, it's like, so you she's go back and watch them like, and she's not jaded by like American movie and TV tropes. So like the first thing we watched is Back to the Future, like all three movies. And nice. Like Doc, Brown, Doc Brown is swinging from the clock tower and she's like gasping and grabbing my arm because she doesn't like, she doesn't know for sure he's going to survive. And I'm like, you know, he's going to survive, right? Like, <laughs> There's two <laughs> there's more no movies. Play. Listen to the music. <laughs> this isn't sad death music. Like, <laughs> this is exciting hero going to save the day music. Yeah. But yeah, but, not, but yeah, not, she, she's, she's functioning on like, you know, before that stuff gets ingrained into you and you make all those assumptions. Exactly. She's and you're getting to kind of experience so, that through her eyes again. Which exactly. Probably is, I'm is getting pretty to watch fun. All this- I'm getting to watch all this stuff through her eyes again, which has been like so much fun. Getting to getting to be excited about yeah. <laughs> hanging from the clock tower again, instead exactly. of just instead of just waiting for the special effect, which is what happens when I watch that movie now. Exactly. I I don't I don't worry about Doc in the clock tower. I just wait for the lightning strike. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that that sounds like actually. <laughs> See. Now, what we what we all need to do is find somebody who hasn't seen a lot of American television and movies, and there you go. Like we can even watch all of our old favorites over again and have them be brand new to us. I know, I know, it's good stuff. But you've been watching Next Generation again? I did that. Um, well, some, yeah. Year, like earlier this year, before um, and late last year, before Picard was like when Picard was coming. I went back and watched a lot of old Next Generation. Are you just going from like beginning to end again, or you no, like no? Or? I I skipped the first two seasons. I watched a chunk of the third, and now I'm pretty much episode by episode in the fourth you, right now. You skipped straight to the beard, basically. I skipped to the yeah. I skipped to the the good costumes, the yeah. beard when Beverly's back. You yeah. Know, when when we're you know third season. Okay, now we're going to ramp up to best of both worlds, where where the show gets really good. Yeah. And there aren't too many stinkers other than every episode that focuses on Jordy dating. Right. Um, good God, he cannot get the chip. <laughs> Just has the worst time. And I came to the realization watch last night watching an episode, the one episode where Luoxana Troy isn't trying to bang Picard. She's wow. trying to bang David Ogden Steers. Right. Winchester from MASH. Yeah. Who's guest starring. She's yeah. after him. And I found myself, and I was having a text conversation with guest of the show, Kurt. And I was like, wow, she really wants to nail Winchester. <laughs> and it occurred to me, I was like, how do these super smart space people not realize Loxana and Jordy? That's the coupling that needs to happen. Jordy can never get the girl. Loxana is just an overbearing horn dog. It's like think about how many problems you could solve for how many people if you just if you just <laughs> face the two of them at each other. Yeah, don't bother Jordy, anybody Jordy, else from that point on. Jordy, look at her. She's like, she's she's she she just wants a dude, <laughs> and you yeah. just want a a gal. Come on. <laughs> Wasn't Jordy always a uh, uh, developing a crush on some new woman that showed up like 
where they went a, somewhere, they met up with another ship or another crew, or and it was always somebody local. It was never anybody on the ship. It was it was like every every different type of pairing you could put Jordy with, including with a hologram. Yeah. Um, and then it it would end poorly. He would like he's trying he's trying to date another officer. It doesn't go anywhere. He 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 brings up Doctor Leah Brahms, who's like this super smart engineer, um, no, designer, but... designer, and uh, twice, and has her as the as a hologram, and they get along like because the holo, you know the the holodeck created like an interactive version that would talk to him, and they'd have you know they they'd be able to work out a problem. Yeah, he fell for her on the holodeck and then met her. And then he meets her in real life and she does not care for him. (laughs) Yeah, he feels like she he knows her and she is completely different than the holodeck version of her. And she does not care for him. Doesn't she like find herself (laughs) on the holodeck in his program and is like, Oh yeah, eventually. Oh yeah. Well he that's that's the equivalent of Dr. Leah Brahms walking in on you masturbating in Star Trek. That's what that was. Jordy got caught. (laughs) <laughs> with his pants around his ankles and his penis in his hand to a picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> do we want to just jump into do we want to do news or do we want to just jump into Star Trek? We could do Star Trek. Let's do it. I I kind of opened the door, didn't I? Yeah. Um oh. but yeah, it's 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 entertaining rewatching um because yeah, there's some stinker episodes in there, but right. um there's also some really interesting, you know, like really great commentary about and they like episodes that touch on things that just weren't touched on much in television shows. Well, it's, like, it's amazing how much the show, how well the show holds up over the years. It does hold up really well. TNV specifically. It's a talking show, you know, like it's not the Star Trek you expect now where it's all action packed. There's occasional action, which is usually Worf not getting things done. Right. Um, you know, Worf getting his ass whipped in right. some way or being told not to fight. Right. Um, but, it, it, you know, so they, they, they solve a lot of the problems through talking. But, yeah, well, it, it holds up pretty well. We have to look at who the captain is. I mean, this is not this is not William Shatner. Yeah, they that's cast, true. They cast Patrick Stewart. And so most of the stories are their stories designed to give Patrick Stewart the opportunity to make a speech on the bridge. Yep. You know, because that's his strength. And that's kind of those are some of your you know, the the your favorite memories of the show is these big speeches that he's going to give. I mean, that's the gravitas that he brought to the captain's chair. And, you know, and I also think there's a certain element of, you know, like like when we did the episode about the, the Bob Ross Twitch streams and about watching those and kind of having the nostalgia of like being a kid again, you know, and Bob Ross is on the TV and you have no responsibilities. And I had a certain amount of that with TNG of like, just kind of harkening back to like, oh, this was back when the world made sense. This was back when, <laughs> this was back before bills. This was back when. Yeah, this is back when I was in high school and college when I had no yeah. responsibilities. Before moving and living this out of like, boxes and. Yeah, this was like pre nine eleven. This was like, you know, it's kind of from a different world. Walking and... all the way down to the gate to meet your family as they came off the plane. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. All that. So there's a certain amount of that too, but no, I mean, the show, it just holds up really well. You know, I didn't do a full rewatch before Picard, but I did anything I thought would be relevant to Picard, like anything on uh, anything involving the Borg, anything involving, um, you know, his family back on earth, anything involving the, the winery and all that, um, you know, his, his, his fights with various admirals and things like that. I went back to Voyager and watched some seven to nine stuff, just whatever I thought would be relevant. And, um, 
is just really the, it just holds up really well. Not the first season or two. No, you the know, first season is <laughs> most Star Trek most Star Trek series need a season or two to like find its legs, you know. But yeah. once that beard once that beard comes in, you know, it's, it's just yeah. It's well, it's and and with Next Generation, it's kind of like okay, second season comes, he's uh, he's in the beard, right? They're still in the onesies. Yeah. Um. But then Beverly Crusher's gone, and Doctor um, uh, what's Pul- her name, Pulaski is there, and ugh, can't stand her. Do we, do we know why why they they changed after that one season? What happened? We there? we do know. I just can't remember what the, what the story is. I imagine mm. it's on the internet somewhere. Yeah, probably, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Um, yeah. So now suddenly you've got Wesley without either of his parents on board the ship because they still had Will Wheaton on the show. Um, right. For a se- so the, the second season is weird in a number of just kind of connective ways. Um, mm-hmm. But then the third season is where it finally kind of really, like they look really good. They re- they look really sharp in their uniforms. Riker is full Riker. Um, everybody's kind of settled into their roles um, and their kind of their place on the show. Um, mm-hmm. And you start seeing some of the you know there's some really great uh, guest starring appearances that show up and right. They start to hit those multi part episodes. So let that like, also, really impact also- the universe. You can also jump around to a lot of places because there's not a, I mean, and you know, there's probably, there's some criticism here as well, but there's not a ton of, um, of character growth. And so you can kind of jump around from season to season and the characters are all kind of mostly the same. You know, you yeah. can kind of jump in and jump out with these self-contained stories and know like who Jordy is, how he's going to behave, who Worf is, how he's going to behave. You know, like Worf doesn't suddenly become a vegan in, in season five for no reason. <laughs> and, like, you know, <laughs> things like that. but. You can kind of jump around that way too, which is which is why it's so great in reruns. I mean, it's in reruns everywhere. Yeah, and you know, I um yeah, Deep Space Nine doesn't hold that. With Deep Space Nine, when you get to the later seasons, you kind of got to watch it in order because it's there's a war story that's happening yeah. in there's the background all the time. Yeah, there's a much more um, serialized plot there that you've got to kind of keep up with, even though it's an episodic structure. It's still, you know, you got to know what's going on with the with the the wormhole and the gamma quadrant, and at what point in the war you are, and et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's one of the weaknesses of the serialized structure over, you know, the more classic episodic. But a lot, the fan base really loves DS Nine. I mean, oh, yeah. the lighter Star Trek fan base loves DS Nine so much. So there's something to be said for that too. Um, yeah, like every every Star Trek fan I know is like, oh, I love DS Nine, especially when the Dominion War starts. Like when once when they right. get the def- from the point that they get the defined, as soon as they have a spaceship, the show is right. awesome. You're off to the races. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a TNG relative news item that. Oh well, we'll, we'll do is, some news. That is kind of fun. Well, I've I've got a couple different things here, but um, headline this week: James McAvoy eager to play young John Luke Picard in Star Trek universe. <laughs> <laughs> so. The sky is has already received praise for playing a prequel version of one of Sir Patrick's roles, taking on a youthful Professor Xavier in the X-Men franchise. But James wants to make the most of it. And appearing on Jimmy Fallon's show, he staked his claim at another of the British actor's most iconic parts. Quote, Jimmy, that is the only world that exists in which I play a young Jean-Luc Picard, James said, when the late night host quizzed him on a future role. Any other world is just an alternative reality and a bad episode of Star Trek. It's happening. 
He then added, if they don't hire me, I'm going to make it on my phone. I'm calling that right now. (laughs) (laughs) He's just going to film himself and send it to them. So, so is he in love with playing Sir Patrick Stewart younger roles or is he in love with just shaving his head? Well, it may be both, but he's gotten used to it. Mike, do you have the, uh, the star force YouTube link I sent you? Yes. Open that up if you can and skip ahead to like, just start it in the beginning. And then at one point we're going to skip ahead, like two minutes in. Okay. I'm starting it. So this is a Star Trek parody that he and his friends Captain literally Zero. didn't make on their own. It has been 500 space days since Captain, our Captain and my lover went missing. Our search has led us to the Galaxia Quadrant where Blorg and Sandra are investigating the last known whereabouts of Captain. Blorg. The feral planet. Quasar. Captain! Captain! It is second in command. So the they have different friends captain. with their cell phones. We don't have time. Blorg and Sandra are in trouble. Star Force command! Yeah. We need immediate right. evacuation! Now! We so Friend. Oh, jeez. It's James McAvoy. Captain. Captain. That name means nothing to me. We have been searching for you, but... I lost my memory 500 days ago. Space memory. <laughs> why don't we just skip the boarding part and you give me the keys to your space command station? So James McAvoy shows up and he's lost his memory. So skip the 255. He's force choking her? <laughs> Remember what I taught you, you space power. Oh, oh, oh. I'll always be there for you, second in command. Uh, uh, uh. I'll always be there for you, second in command. Initiate Star Force. Ah, oh, so terrible. The is the real captain. We're one and the same. It's the real captain. You look amazing. Is that a new haircut? Captain, is it really you? Yes, pilot, it really is. You see, when I crash landed on planet Zorgo. Alright, you can cut it off. Scientist. So they filmed two of these? Like two different episodes of Star Force? <laughs> Star Force. But I figure if you shave his head, you know, and, and give him a British accent, <laughs> sure. a close comparison. So this got me thinking, and I don't have a lot of great ideas, but what are the other members of the TNG cast that would need new young actors? <laughs> so I feel like Jim Parsons has to play Data. That's a good one, yep. Big Bang Theory, <laughs> right? Jeez, just because he's skinny and okay. Um, yeah. We've already seen him as Data, too. In the episode yeah. where they uh, where they're had their car stolen in. while they were taking pictures in the desert. Right, right. <clears throat> and um, I also feel like Bryce Dallas Howard has to play um, Dr. Crusher. Okay. Yeah. And that's about what I've got so far. That's it. Yeah. 
I'm reasonably sure that Bryce Dallas Howard is the age that uh, Kate McFadden was when she made the show. Exactly, I'm, right? Like the young version? What do you mean young version? Like, yeah. We want to see Dr. Crusher just out of medical school, just out of Starfleet Medical? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have, like, who... Who's a who's a big square jawed guy that can step over the back of a chair? <laughs> right, I was trying to, I was trying to think of a... that can uh, you know can can try to try to get the ladies um, and play the trombone to play Riker, right. the young Riker. Oh, um, Crusher Pulaski update. Okay, uh, so according to the internet, uh, Gates McFadden and the head writer didn't get along at all. And uh, and he got her fired, or she quit, or some combination of that. And then uh, they brought in whoever the actresses that played Doctor Pulaski, who no one on the writing staff liked. So they brought back Kate McFadden after the head writer quit. <laughs> According to the internet, that's not the story I remember reading before. So who knows? Oh jeez. Yeah. Well, it's funny how, like, the story 30 years later is like, yeah, so-and-so just didn't like so-and-so. That's why that happened. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. That's, that's... Twitter didn't exist, so you didn't know at the time. Well, and that happens all the time. They just, they don't, like, there was creative differences, you know? And then, like, 20 years after the thing is done, it's like, no, that guy was a dick. <laughs> like, that was your creative difference. He was an right. a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> However, I feel like... um Maybe like a like a a TNG reboot series with James McAvoy is probably too much to ask, but I feel like you could set a movie in the Kelvin verse with him, and he could be <laughs> Kelvin verse movie version Young Jean-Luc Picard. Good lord! Which you can do now because of the CBS Viacom merger that um, was approved towards I think the end of last year that um, brings Paramount Pictures back together, basically. The Star Trek TV rights and the Star Trek movie rights are now back under the same umbrella. So before they were split, which is what led to the creation of the Kelvinverse movies, but now everybody's back under the same umbrella. You can do all sorts of crossovers if you want to now. They couldn't exist before. <laughs> Man, that show is just getting more and more confusing. Every time they put out a new show, it's like, okay, well, we've got, different, we've got multiple different universes and we're all different points in time in all those universes. And we'll, well, and, so we'll, and, we'll, and, we'll and we'll plop a show in there and try really hard to uh, to retcon or to, to minimize retconning or, you know, explain away stuff that seems a little weird or, you know, there's the whole Klingon thing, why Klingons look different in the original series versus the later shows. And well, they look different in the original series. They look different in the TNG era shows. They look different in Discovery. They look different in yeah. the Kelvinverse movies. They look, there's like five different versions of Klingons floating around out there. Yeah, and there's... And they have reasonings for all of that. Okay, can you yeah. very briefly explain Kelvinverse to me? So, so the three Chris Pine-led Star Trek movies that have appeared over the last decade or so, I think, I think the first one was 2009, so decade. Starting the J.J. Abrams stuff. Yeah, the J.J. Abrams movies, those are in a separate timeline from the television shows and the other movies. Um in those movies, it's it's a separate timeline caused by Spock going back in, getting sucked through a wormhole in the Star Trek movie from 2009 and appearing earlier in the timeline. Um, and that movie begins with a battle between the, the um, Romulan mining ship and the USS Kelvin, um, destroying the USS Kelvin. So that um, event becomes the point at which the timeline skews off. 
So they call that the Kelvin verse. Okay. Um, as a separate timeline, everything else that we know in Star Trek, the T, the all the TV shows, the TOS movies, the TNG movies, all of that are all called the prime timeline. That's kind of where everything else happens. But there is a, there's a separate um, alternate universe that exists in which we've seen three movies. But they've also had to take because they're jumping back in time with modern day special effects and stylization and everything they are occasionally finding things that they have to kind of retcon and deal with where like you know like nowadays we have all these uh you know like in in the in the discovery series <clears throat> there's um like holograms of people like when you talk, right. when you you don't talk to somebody on a screen like a hologram appears and you talk to their hologram yeah. um so but they do so, so but the but, but they set they set up the the enterprise um during the pre-kirk captain pike enterprise that pike doesn't like the holograms he remarks they have to refit the ship basically after it shows it's like and they, coming he gets, back from a five-year mission and they have to refit it and right so that's why he's like they get rid of the hologram so everything's back on screens so now it makes sense for the enterprise to only have screens back in that period even right. though like it, which implies that during the original series the enterprise had screens and all the other ships that we never spend any time on had holograms right we just don't see them because we're following the enterprise they just like little things like that like like they had to, they brought the tribbles back up like yeah. before the tribbles ever appeared so they had to explain where the tribbles came from <laughs> and retcon that in because they you know they can't do a star trek series all right. Like they can't hit on Star Trek during a decade where they don't hit on the triples. Okay, but come on, that short trek was hilarious though. It that was, was funny. A, that short trek was really like I'm it was willing a, to take the red. It was a short that. trek, yeah. It was a it was a, like a ten <laughs> minute short. Trek was really really. Good. It was funny. Well, the short trucks most of most of the short trucks are kind of funny to begin with. It's, they set them up as comedies mostly. Yeah, the two the two animated ones were kind of weird, but other than that, I like the uh, the other ones that were ba- that were set based on um discovery and the one picard one was interesting um yeah because on on disney plus they're doing is it, that's where they are right i'm losing track of where everything's at there's a cbs cbs all access yeah the short tracks yeah they're on well they're yes. on cbs all access but you can also pretty much find them like on vimeo and places like that right like, they're they're out there yeah, they're just like 10 minute, you know, anywhere between five and 15 minute long short films. Well, they kind of use them to experiment with something. They kind of use them to, to like expand on certain potential characters or like with the animated ones, they said they were just experimenting with different animation styles and yeah. things like that. So it's kind of a way to, um, I mean, I mean, at least two of them um, involved Captain, uh, Captain Pike and that Enterprise crew, or maybe three of them did. Um, well, a, a number of them actually tie into storylines from Discovery. They set up characters that you meet later. Well, I mean, yes, but I th- also, I mean, you can make the argument that that those were also used to set up um, uh, Strange New Worlds, which was just announced a couple months ago. Um, have we talked about this on the show yet? Nope. That um, they have announced a another Star Trek series coming to CBS All Access. CBS All Access is very close to being nothing but Star Trek. Yeah, and it seems to be working for them. It seems <laughs> to be successful for them because these shows are making money, but they've announced um, as an episodic series, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, focusing on the, the USS Enterprise with, with Anson Mount as Captain Pike 
and uh, Rebecca Romaine as number one, and then the guy that played Spock in Discovery season two, focusing on the three of them. And it's meant to be kind of a return to classic Trek of like every week you're going to a new world and meeting a new race and getting into things like that. And so they've announced that it's set, it, supposedly, it is set post Discovery, but pre the original series. So there's like this five to seven year chunk of time in between the end of you know discovery and before james kirk takes over the enterprise so they're basically setting a show there um that's going to be captain pike show which um i'm excited about i like the character of captain pike i wanted to see him in a series um but what's interesting about it is that in the original series we see we kind of deal with captain pike twice we deal with him in in the pilot uh where he goes to talos four and meets the telosians and this that and the other and then we see him later on in the series as like spite as Spock's former commanding officer and he's like all burnt up and in that wheelchair and can't he can only speak, speak with or, beeps right he can only speak in beeps and he can't move <laughs> or look around and they make the decision to take him back to Talos Ford and live out the rest of his life because the Telosians can give can can kind of um give him the illusion of not being in the wheelchair and so he lives ha- happily ever after on Talos Ford cuz cuz there's this Stephen stuff, Hawking there, technology regressed over, right, over yeah. the ensuing century or whatever. Exactly. So there's this chunk of time in between the two of those that they're going to set this show. But what's interesting is that the car- Anson mounts Captain Pike. He is aware that he's going to end up in that wheelchair. He, he is aware that that is his fate. He is aware that his future is being burnt to a crisp and not able to look around. And not, that's how his story is going to end. Yeah, he's going to be burned he, in the beep chair. Yeah, he knows, he, he's seen the future, and he knows that's coming, but he cho- and he has the option to either avoid that fate or to save the day, and he chooses to save the day. So he's living out this chunk of time where he knows what's coming in the future, but he's choosing to be a, star, to be a Starfleet officer in between. So I think it's a really interesting character thing to do with him. Um, so I feel like that should, I'm, like, I'm looking forward to that show, but that's yet another CBS All Access Star Trek show. It's been announced this year. You're just gonna keep coming. Wait, Basically. Spock is Gregory Peck's grandson? What? Ethan Peck? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Gregory Peck's grandson. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I was just I was looking at the cast because I was surprised that anyone is named Anson nowadays after our most Anson. famous, our previous most famous Anson, Anson Williams. Potsy the one of, Anson, the only Anson days. that yes. we used to have. We used to only have one Anson. Now we have two. Mm. Meanwhile, meanwhile, our 17 listeners named Anson are like, hey! hey. <laughs> famous Ansons. We're talking it's famous. Hey! Yeah, that's not a terribly common name. However, the next Star Trek show coming down the pike is uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the animated show Lower Decks. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah, it's Teen Titans on the on the on the on Star Trek is what it and looks like. Yeah, so they they put a trailer out this week. It's like the first we like footage we've seen of it of like the animation style and some of the characters and essentially the show is it's set shortly after um, Nemesis, so it's in the TNG era, so so Picard's Enterprise is still out there, Deep Space Nine is still out there, all of those characters are still in Starfleet at the time. But essentially, it's, it's the um, low-ranking officers on like a ship that doesn't really matter in Starfleet. 
a bunch of ensigns yeah. that work in the lower decks. Right, right. They're the ones that like remove the waste from the holodeck and like refill the yellow cartridge and the in the in the food synthesizer and. <laughs> Except that you see, like, their senior staff is on the ship, and they're, like, classic Trek characters. They're, like, heroes saving the day. And then there's the rest of them farther down the ship. And that's who the show's about. Yeah. The support Uh, crew serving on one of Starfleet's least important ships. Right. (laughs) That's from CBS All Access. Yeah. Mike, (laughs) do you have the other link I sent you? Yeah. Okay, we can watch a little bit of this. This is the uh, the two-minute trailer that's come out. Okay. Um... Do you, do you guys actually want to watch it? I've seen it. Okay. Because I could share the screen if that's a thing. Or people can go watch it. Yeah. Listeners. It's on YouTube. You can go find it. But let, let, just do with the audio the first little bit. Okay. Captain's Log. Stardate 57436.2. First contact is a delicate, high-stakes operation of diplomacy. One must be ready for anything... <gasps> Captain's log? <laughs> We're all supposed to keep logs. Okay, let me listen to it. No, go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> I can't believe you're no, wasting no. your shore leave on this. Whoa. This is the greatest ship I've ever seen. Hey, you. Bring girl. Pump this. Don't pass out. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. I'm good at exploring strange new worlds and solving space mysteries. Let's see what I got to sign. Holodeck waste removal. That's Klingon prison stuff. Oh. 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 Ensign, do you see a captain's chair in your future? I hope so, ma'am. Hey, if I part my hair like this, do I look more promotable or less? The Cerritos might be falling apart, but that's our job to keep it together. Ensign, you are a natural-born warrior. Okie dokie. And we're here? No, we're actually way down here. Keep it moving, Lower Decks. Next! So yeah, so that's the basic premise of the show. Nothing like and you can tell from the trailer there's already there's like number one, the people that created the show, the showrunners, they refused to make the show unless the show would be canon to the prime timeline. So they like cared deeply about the details on the show and things like that. Like you can see where they with the the line where they say like, you know, we're way down here, it shows a map of the ship. It's and the like, it's the cross the, section of the, of the whole ship that you get yeah, to see. Yeah, the cross section of the ship, and on one of those decks, you see like that dune buggy thing that Picard rides around in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the movies it's just in there next to the shuttle bay. It's in the anus of the ship. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. they're in the bottom at the back. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, so you know, it's I mean, people involved with Rick and Morty are involved with this show. Oh, you um, can tell from the animation. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think it, I think it it's feels smooth with an animation. It's fun. I think it's fun. It's it's fun to look at. You know, Mike the, McMahon. The, the, the characters are ensigns, but it feels like a teen comedy TV show, like animated show that you would see now. Like that's what I was saying. It's like it's like Teen Titans. It's like you know, it's yeah. it's action comedy, um, kind of light, um, with characters that are relatable to a young, a, a much young, you know, a younger audience that they're ensigns but so they're not teenagers but they're barely not teenagers right right yeah it's kind of this um you know but i i don't know i'm looking forward to it it it, it reminds me it'll be fun it reminds me of futurama in a way things like that um so that's coming down next month that's coming out and then after that i mean there's you know discovery season three is probably up after that where they're they're far in the distant future and hopefully picard season two after that i mean production they they were wanting all these shows to kind of stack up one right after the other, but I mean, the production yeah, that's not happening now. It's so hard right now. That it's, you know, who knows when we're going to get these future seasons? But 
Um, in addition so it's, to that, I mean, it's like we're in England. Yeah, there you like, go. When's the next season yeah. coming? Exactly. That's what we're. That's what we were talking about earlier. It's like yeah. with the way production is right now. Who even knows? Um, but you know, the other and and there. So that's like three or four shows we've already kind of referenced or talked about. They're also talking about doing a uh, a series that's that follows the Section Thirty One and Starfleet, kind of the the black ops that you see some of in Discovery with some of those characters. There's rumors of a Starfleet Academy show that they want to make. There's just like seven or eight different series that have been referenced or announced and so it's it's weird because we're in this like kind of third golden age of star trek you know and it's not like i feel like there's nobody likes everything they're coming out with but they come out with so much that like there's something in there kind of for everybody and that's not even talking about there's a second animated show they're putting out on nickelodeon that is is meant to be a, a children's show it's meant to be the premise is it's a young they're not in starfleet but it's like a young group of kids that find like a decrepit ship and fix it up and fly it around set in the Star Trek universe. And so there's explorers. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Hopefully the third act is decent. (laughs) Right. Mike's not a fan. There's just so much Star Trek out there. No, no, no. You know what? In the third act of that thing, uh, 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 Robert Picardo shows up, except instead of the crazy, goofy alien, he's he's his character from Voyager. Yeah. There's rumors of him <laughs> popping up in in a later season of Picard as the Doctor. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's they're so hologram heavy. Well, they are, and the show deals with you know it's dealing with um, you know themes of artificial life and things like uh-huh. that. So it's kind of low hanging fruit, but you know he doesn't. Well, the thing is, he he doesn't look the way he did in Voyager anymore. You know, no, Nobody, I can, can't imagine a program can change. Just change the program. Um, point, I mean, they had data age. Clearly, they're clearly they're setting lower decks in the TNG slash DS9 era because it's an animated show, and even if the actors get older, they can have all of those people voice their yep. characters. And see, that was going to, and be that's my... why, and they make it canon, so that's like, oh, we can, so we can have, uh, you know, uh, uh, Colmini come on as as yeah. uh, as Chief O'Brien, or we can have Man the Visitor mm-hmm. come on and do, and that's. That's where my next point is that is that like you can have you know Michael I mean, Dorn can be those actors are still out there. You got anybody on that you want from yeah, that. Yeah, it's an animated that, show. That twenty fourth like, century era. You can set it in any period that their characters are active. Yeah. And just and just have them voice. Exactly. That, and maybe maybe they'll show Jordy getting a girlfriend for once. Let's not get crazy. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. It's an animated show. You never know. <laughs> Oh man! So with all of these, or you know what they what they could do since they've already established one alternate universe is in in short treks they could do one episode of a short trek, do it like fifteen minutes long. It's the first couple of minutes establishes it that it is somehow an alternate universe. So we'll put it uh-huh. in a third universe, and there we'll have Jordy get a girlfriend. So Jordy only gets a girlfriend in this universe over here. Only, only in the mirror universe. <laughs> in the mirror. That's true. They already mirror technic- universe. Jordy. They technically Jordy is quite the ladies' man. <laughs> mirror universe. Jordy has got like he's got him just like he's he's busy every night. He's got a, like yeah. a, he's doing. He, it's like a sitcom with him. He's got like two dates each night, and they're going to run into each other and all that you know wackiness. <laughs> mirror right. universe. Jordy. He's a player. Mm. Well, they are, it's the mirror universe, so they all kind of have to be the opposite of who they are in the main universe, right? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so, 
all of these, all of these possibilities, all of these shows, all of these movies, all of these things being referenced, all these um, different styles, different possibilities. I asked the two of you, if you had to pitch your own fantasy Star Trek series, series or movie, why not, that, that you would like to see, what, what do you think it would be? <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, go to the well and say something Borg related. Okay. Because okay. the Borg never disappoints. Or is it the Borg never disappoint? I don't know. Have you seen Voyager? Uh, I saw the first several seasons. I didn't see the end. Yeah, there's some disappointing board stuff in Voyager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to suggest a series of short treks where each trek, each short film, hits on something or character or race of people, species, whatever, planet, anomaly, whatever, that we get to see what happens a little further down the road. Okay. Like whatever happened to Tin Man mm-hmm. and, and that, uh, and uh, what, what's the adventures of the, the Tin Man life form that's like the big spaceship that's alive with yeah. the one Betazoid that, that left with him because he was super Betazoid and couldn't turn off the voices. So he wanted to go off with Tin Man because mm-hmm. it would only be one voice and it wouldn't, the, the, you know, being able to hear everybody's thoughts wouldn't drive him insane. Or it's like all the times that like they deployed the buoy to warn other passing ships about the anomaly. Like, what about the next ship that came by? And found long. Did, did they see the buoy? What, what right. happened? Did they um, could they interpret the buoy? Did they know what was what it meant? Or there was a there was an episode of Next Generation in the fourth season, I believe, not too far back that I watched it. Um, that's about a first contact scenario where Picard and some of the others make contact with like the leadership of this planet and. Some of them are, and the, like the, the society is just on the verge of warp technology. They're about to fly out into space. Uh-huh. And they offer first contact and you, you know, become acquainted with the Federation of Planets and join us and blah, blah, blah. And the, most, of the, most of them are in favor of it, but there's a few people like in that higher ups that know about this that think it's a terrible idea because the people on their planet kind of think that they're the center of the universe. Uh-huh. And that to suddenly learn that there are hundreds of other species in this federation out there would like right. throw the society into chaos so they decide not now well what about a hundred years later when they do join the federation what does that look like like mm-hmm. what happened to that society over the years that like I'd, I'd be curious to see like did they did was there a secret group within the government of that society that started to prepare the planet yeah. and spent decades figuring out how are we going to prepare our people for the idea that they're going to run into all of this out there and then they right. you know eventually you know like little things that like there could have been follow-up that we never quite got a chance to see well in the, in the same way that like game of thrones is sort of like 100 years after the fairy tale you know it's like it's like after the fairy tale and after happily ever after like you know is the king fat and miserable 20 years later you know after the big battle like you kind of want to revisit some things down the road and kind of see what happened after after the, the end credits and the music yeah i mean and they've kind of done some of that like picard deals with like Jordy creating children which is a something that happened in next generation he creates right. law he creates data, a child you mean? or data data does, sorry yeah yeah. Jordy wishes um, he could create children. Wishes he could create children. Only holiday. Jordy was trying his best, man. With, with, with holographic <laughs> Dr. Leah Brahms. Um, 
but yeah, like, like, so like they, so they, there have been follow-up stuff that they've done with the, you know, like where they played off of stuff with Picard, but like, yeah, just, I think it would be, there's, there's so much stuff that was just like, well, here's this thing that came in and it was part of the story here, but there could be more to it. Like, right. and it would be, and you do it as short. So it's just like, here's these little things that are just kind of reward the longtime fans of everything, huh. you know, like you like all the Star Trek. Well, here's 13, 10 minute episodes that are like, all these little snippets of all these other things. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Let's see why not. I changed a lot, of, a lot of interesting things. I changed mm-hmm. my mind. I want, I want my, my sidetrack to be, um, the, all about the planet Riza, the, 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 the sex <laughs> nice. planet. It's like the love boat, but it's planet Riza. Yeah. And maybe there's an episode or two where the Borg show up to conquer it, but they, they end up conquering the Borg. With pleasure. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Borg show up. They start walking around with all their, you know, things are spinning on their heads and everything. And resistance is futile. And then, like, the Ryzen women and men, like, the really lovely people walk up to them and kind of stroke the leather outfits. <laughs> and they're like, oh. They start short-circuiting. You're into, you're into bondage. <laughs> Here, uh, what what was the name of the statuette that they used? The, the the fertility thing that you if you put out, it means that you know you put the little statue out. It means you want someone to come along and love you up. That that in in the in the episode where he goes the uh, captain's holiday when when Picard right. goes to Risa and the, the, and the get the captain laid episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. When he yeah. Well, Riker tells him to pick up this this little statuette for him as a as a you know when when he goes there and. Picard buys it and then puts it by his table as he's sitting out lounging in his shorts and he's reading a book and he's just constantly getting accosted by beautiful women. <laughs> and finally, one of them's like, well, you, you know, you're, you're displaying the statue. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like the little, uh, the little TP thing you put on your table at the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, bring, bring my order yeah, when here. You, when you're at the Brazilian barbecue thing and you put the, you flip the little card over to green and it means like, I want more meat what the heck was that called the taxu tot was the thing that Bosch was after right horgon there you go horgon the horgon statue yeah that wasn't <laughs> they didn't uh it's not spelled code, with a w h is it right in there did they it does <laughs> not start with a w <laughs> didn't put too much thought into that <laughs> no well it's about prostitutes like like planet not even really prostitute it's just about like well men and women that are happy to uh love you up oh here you (laughs) go if you put the thing out there the fertility symbol here we go horgon horgon h-o-r-g-a apostrophe of course h-n statuette full size 25 dollars on etsy mike do this (laughs) buy one (laughs) put it out on your coffee table (laughs) <laughs> when when Allison is out of the room, and then just see what happens. Wait like, for she... wait, yeah, wait for her to comment on it. I wonder how many Star Trek loving couples out there use actually it. use one. Like keep it in the in the nightstand. Like that's the funny way to let them to let their partner know. Uh huh. <laughs> pull up the horgon. Like you go in to brush your teeth before bed, and meanwhile, some you know whoever your 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 partner is out in the bed. <laughs> reaches over like right the nightstand goes into the nightstand pulls the thing out there plops it up there little light right on it 
you know, light a you candle next from, to it. You come back from crapping and brushing your teeth, <laughs> and you're like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Give him the lights. Just another part of foreplay. Oh, man. <laughs> this really went off the rails, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for discussing Star Trek with us. Um, no do problem. Have, do we have a question? I think we probably have a question. We don't. Right? We no, don't. Oh, my no. gosh. Well, let's talk about the Horgon some more. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, like all those little, I'm trying to think like, what are some of the other little prop things like the Horgon? That's got a practical use <laughs> um, outside of just like cosplay stuff. Like people have like, you know, uniforms and tricorders and phasers and whatnot. Yeah. What else is like that? What, what from Star Trek, any of the Star Treks is that like recognizable as being the Batleths bat or people have Batleths on their mm-hmm. wall? learn how to actually fight with them, where the, the, do the thing where you cradle it in the arm. Yeah. wonder if anybody has, you know, then who, who out there has recreated the dilithium chamber <laughs> in their garage? <laughs> this is my project. Yeah. That I'm would be the a engineering room. That would be a great <laughs> like feature wall thing. You could turn, make it into a, um, in, into an aquarium. Sure. Make it into an aquarium right. or you could, you could do it so that it lights up, like, um, and the light up is in response to, like, your sound system. Sure. So you could be watching Star Trek movies, and it's like, in a dun, 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 and the lights up on the wall. <laughs> vroom, 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 vroom. Yeah. And then, of course, you do this when you're single, and then you bring your date, you bring your date over, and they're like, oh. <laughs> There's only two ways that people are going to respond to that, right? The date comes over and sees that. They're either going to be like, I'll see ya. Or they're going to be really into it. They're going to be like, okay, Star Trek, I'm down. And then, and then she reaches into her bag and, and pulls out pulls a, the, Horgon. the Horgon, sets it on your coffee table. That's right, really been my goal. Right next to your Horgon. That's really been my goal with my new relationship is to really attempt to scare her off early so that I know later whether I'm going to be able to or not. Well, that way you know she's important. a keeper. It's important in relationships. you got to make sure to get all that that weird stuff out out early on so that it doesn't become a problem later right that's that's not a bad way to approach it like you don't want to dump it all on the person all at once obviously right you know but trickle out the weird (laughs) earlier rather than later yeah you know so you know whether or not you've got uh and i use the word weird in the the kindest possible sense i'm talking of you know of course all the weird cool stuff that you're into um, and and look for the weird in the the potential partner, <laughs> unless you really like surprises. You know, if you like if you really like surprises and you're really open minded, then don't bother looking for the weird. There you go. Mike's 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 quiet right now because he's ordering a horgon. Uh, I was trying to find my my uh, sound effect for the loving getting the loving on, but the app is <laughs> wanting me to spend money now. So. Three minutes after we stopped talking about I, Yeah, well, there you go. What, yeah, no, what, that, great, what great timing. That app is <laughs> gone now. Oh, well. Bow, 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 bow. Um, is that an episode? I think so. I think that's an episode, boys. Feels like it. Michael, thank you for joining us and, and for bringing the track. Yeah, Thanks for having me back in the Zoom room. Yes, thank you. And and suggestion, keep keep track of uh of these um surprises with the new 
the new girlfriend introducing oh, yeah. her introducing her to the the culture american uh, movie and tv culture all the nerdy movies that we're so used to will do maybe she has fresh perspective probably we could have her on the show as a guest and just get rid of you like like <laughs> totally new perspective on stuff <laughs> yeah that sounds about right that's probably the way this is going <laughs> we like her a lot better than we like michael am i right i mean like we've, oh, we've agreed on this right mike i don't blame you one bit <laughs> all righty um mike where can they find us they can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburger, uh, yeah, nerdburgergames.com to see about the game stuff I'm doing. There's also a page there for nerdburgercon with an N as in Nancy. Um, and you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy some game stuffs. Right now, it's Christmas in July at drivethroughrpg. Lots of stuffers on discount. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig might, might discuss a new purchase that Craig has made. Stay tuned. Just a little teaser. Maybe if all goes well. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. I'll let you know this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> send, a, send a photo. Thanks, boys. Appreciate you having me back. Appreciate oh, having yeah. you back. No news items to send to Mike. <laughs> Which is oh nice, yeah, so. if you uh, do, you have news links to whatever stuff that was news, Michael. Um, that you can send. Yeah, I'll send you a couple things. Thank you. All right. I will see you all later. Sounds good, guys. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Bye. Uh, it bounced over to the wall and then ricocheted back into that like nice little nestled spot there. Uh huh. Right side up and everything. Almost, almost as if it was placed there on purpose. Just <laughs> have to make a whole mini series every time I get a coffee refill. Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> Come up with a backstory. Could you hear us? Yeah. Um, the shoe is within arm's reach because I've seen a few more bugs so far in this apartment than ah. I would like. <laughs> And I want to be prepared in case one appears. <laughs> okay. That's my, bug, that's my bug squishing shoe. That's exactly what it is. Every shoe is a bug squishing shoe if you want it to be. Just like every pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>